0: Welcome to the Everyday Innovator Podcast for Product Managers, Leaders, and Innovators. Your host is Chad McAllister, helping you become a product master. Listen and get ready for higher performance, for the doctor is in. Hi, this is Chad, and this is where product leaders and managers become product masters, gaining practical knowledge, influence, and confidence so you'll create products customers love. This is another episode in the series on a product management body of knowledge, and I'm doing it every other week. We're exploring the PDMA, that's the Product Development and Management Association's Guide to the Body of Knowledge. This is for product managers and innovators. And if you are unfamiliar with PDMA, they are the longest-running volunteer-led professional association for product managers, existing since 1976. We started in episode 307 with an introduction to the body of knowledge, explored strategy in 309, portfolio management in 311, and today we are discussing product innovation process. These are the processes and tools for making a product real. Our guest is Jean-Jacques Verhaga, who authored the new chapter on the process in the PDMA Body of Knowledge book. He has many years of experience in a variety of senior product roles and is now serving as the Research, Development, and Innovation Program Manager for the Minerals Council in South Africa. This has a focus on digitalization, IoT, artificial intelligence, and technology research. As you're listening, if you find you want to go back to something, we got you covered. We take notes for you of everything we discuss. This is also an easy way to share the information with others if you like. You'll find those notes along with the one-page action guide, which is a one-page guide to help you take action now, putting these concepts into practice, at theeverydayinnovator.com slash 313. Now, let's talk process. Jean-Jacques, thank you so much for joining the Everyday Innovators and sharing your contribution to the PDMA body of knowledge.
1: Thank you, Chad. It's a wonderful opportunity to, to be able to share the work we did in in in, publi- in putting together that
0: publication and producing it for the PDMA. And you contributed primarily to updating Chapter 3, which is product innovation process. So, a good place to start would be to ask you, what is the purpose of product innovation process?
1: So, Ultimately, when we look at creating a product and obviously the goal in creating any product or solution is to to have a market and sell it. Now, one one has to have a way or a journey of getting from when it was first conceived and the idea behind it to where it eventually ends up in a customer's hands. And that journey... Of of uh, ideating it, creating it, and then even selling it is all part of that product. Development and management process. So by, by calling the product innovation process a process, it's actually a method. It's a way of doing things. It's a collective vernacular of saying these are our practices of how we, we, we deliver these, create and deliver these products. What the purpose of it is, is such that what it does, it aligns the organization and our team in terms of what needs to be done. There's a common goal that is, is created. So in the long run, it, it creates consistency. It, it, it also provides a means from which things can change. So the basis or baseline has been put in place. Other, other, other benefits to, to the actual process relate to repeatability. You know, we can do this over and over again, and especially when it's, uh, it's, it's shown to be successful. The important factor here to consider in this process is that it, it also allows us to balance the reward and risk when it comes to developing uh, products, especially in the early stages. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a means of getting from A to B, but the organization is actually on that journey to get all along. We'll expand on it more as we,
0: we go into some of the detail. Yeah, those are very important, very important purposes there of the product innovation process. And as you point out, it, it is a process. It is activities that an organization can learn, can align the organization to know what to expect to go from idea to product in customers' hands. And also, it, as you shared, it gives us a baseline that we then can can expand on for particular projects. Yes. And it's interesting, as I help organizations learn the entire PDMA body of knowledge and work with people in that Often one of the key, key items of feedback that I get is now we have better understanding of why we do what we do, not just how we do it. And now they're better empowered to be able to tailor what they do for individual projects. But starting with that process is really important. And that's what we're, we're going to dive into are some processes for product innovation. Before we get to that, there, there's a tool that is shared in the beginning of your chapter called the PIC, the Product Innovation Charter, and it's a tool that when I've introduced it to organizations, they find it really helpful, so I thought we should probably highlight that as well. What is the PIC and what is it used for? It's the Product Innovation Charter.
1: Essentially what it does, because at the at the front end of, of the design or the thinking behind a product, it, it's normally very unclear. Things are uncertain. It's that, that area or arena is called fuzzy. You know, it's, it's, it's full of ideas, concepts, abstract. And what the pick does, it's, a, it's a means of, of getting what's in people's minds and what we're thinking of. And the journey is getting it into a structured format on paper. And the beauty of it is that we don't have to go into an enormous amount of detail. But it does require the the role players to think about certain aspects of 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 where this on on this journey of the product of achieving the the product. It forces the the team to think about certain key elements. For example, what are the goals and objectives we want to achieve? The metrics. What, What are some of the sustainability factors that we will incorporate in the in the in the product? It it also is is a form in which one can narrate or elaborate on the, the rationale for doing this work. what are the assumptions you know so so that we are holding to or that need to be tested on the journey of this of this product. So really really is just a means of being able to to validate what what's in scope, what's not, what what does what what a bit of analysis have we done in terms of the environment that that the game would be played in. So essentially it's a, it's it's puts out our 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 canvas of how of the strategy in terms of that sp- product specifically. It is a means, and it's an important baseline, if I can call it that, from which benefits realization would start for for any product development and management thereafter, especially way down the line when we start talking about the product lifecycle management. We need to refer to something that that's, that helped us in, in, in on that journey in the first place, you know, it launched. That's why it's called a charter. It, it just shows the direction in which we're heading. So the important facet about it too is that like a project charter, it it, it does elaborate a bit on how the project would be managed. So those day-to-day kind of things where reporting, progress, risks, things like that are noted and how it would be done.
0: Yeah, very good. I think often this gets confused with a project management charter. Yes. But this goes on to explore the environment a little bit more, right? What's the focus of the product that we're working on, the environment that it plays in, the metrics we're going to use around that to measure our success. And yes. it's a great tool, as you shared, to get everyone In the beginning, this is a fuzzy environment. It's part of the fuzzy front end. And to get everyone at least having a baseline to think about, right? We're kind of getting people on the same page. And it's not surprising to me, but how often that you and I and others, you know, we encounter projects that are well into, you know, their their lifecycle work, right? They're probably uh, past design and even into development. And we have stakeholders with very different understandings of what that project is about. And this is a way to, Help get at least from the beginning, help everyone be on the same page. So, thank you for sharing the pick with us there. The chapter goes on to discuss several different innovation processes, name, names that many people would recognize. There's three I wanted to focus in on because these are the three I probably encounter the most, right? And there's others there, depending on your industry. You, know, you may or may not uh, be familiar with these. StageGate, Lean Product Innovation, and Agile Product Innovation. I wonder if you could take us through each one of those and kind of t- talk about how it works and its benefits. And I know we're we're not going to do an exhaustive view of this in the time that we have, but you can introduce those to us.
1: Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll start with stage gate, and the the idea behind stage gate is really is to manage uncertainty along a journey. So it does depend on the organization, but there are variants of stage gate. So in that that just basically differs in terms of the amount or the the, the amount of stage gates and phases we'd have in between each gate. But essentially, what it does is it's to help manage the uncertainty. So, so typically, the first stage would always be about discovering and exploring. Then we get to a point in in, in the in the project, and this is where the gate becomes relevant. Is is because it's a decision-making event. Now, they are there's criteria that is set out, and and there the, the are there are rules of the game in terms of how the stage gate would function. You know, there's there's governance and so on and so on, but Essentially, what it helps the team to do is to understand, okay, well, after this stage X, uh, what do we need to get out of it and how do we decide to proceed going forward? And that has to be evaluated against risk, against the metrics we expected and and the ideas and so on. So it relates to inf- the available information. It relates to a sense of urgency, perhaps, in the organization, and it does add a a, a A semblance of discipline into, into that whole process. The, the focus here with StageGate is it's it's about quality decision making. So we want to be able to track the, the, the decision making process through this and, and specifically relating to the product or the solution that, that's being developed. The beauty, another beauty of, of the StageGate process is that it's very transparent. Everyone knows what to expect. Everyone knows what role they need to be played and need, need to play. And as I mentioned earlier, it, it's, it's something that can be adapted according to the, the organizations. Now, what we have seen transpire over the recent years is, is, is a methodology based on agile where it's, it's a combination of stage gate and agile. And it was specifically developed for manufacturing. And, and so it's, it's, it has morphed into something that could be used for manufacturing as well with, with some uh, different focus areas that relate specifically to manufacturing, not software development as we would typically think when it comes to agile. So that's, that's a stage gate in the pro, in, in a nutshell. It's, if, if we do add some aspects of, of agile to it, it, it does expect from the team to always think in terms of customer needs. So, and, and, and that is probably the most important reason why something is being developed. It, it, it just adds other benefits, which are probably secondary, but in, 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 do, you know, in doing this work, the T, there's, there will be higher team morale because communication is better, coordination is better. People know what to expect. Decisions on uh, better quality decisions can be made and, and focus is maintained.
0: Yeah, I, I see the key benefit, or one of the key benefits of StageGate is that organizational alignment, right? It kind of gives yes. a pace and expectations for organizations. And the when StageGate is criticized, it's often in the context that it's a very fixed and rigid system. And that actually was never the intent. And it has it has evolved like everything else. And it has become more agile in its implementation, too. But it was always meant to be flexible to kind of fit the work that needs to be done. And as you said, you know, different organizations will have different number of stages. Some may have them on fixed time frame. Some tailor them to the project in need. But it is driven by work in stages and then decisions about what needs to be done next in terms of really should we move forward with this project or not at the gates. Yes. Okay. So that that gives us a good description of stage gate work. We'll keep talking with John Jack in just a moment. Throughout a product process, a focus on the customer and creating value for the customer is needed. And that has been one of the core pillars of the Rapid Product Mastery Experience, the RPM experience. This is a nine week journey, meeting virtually for 75 minutes a week. I take groups of product managers and leaders in organizations on this journey, building a common understanding of product management knowledge, improving collaboration and renewing or building a customer focus. Many organizations have improved their product work in the RPM experience. In a lessons learned session with a recent group, every participant said they would recommend the RPM experience to their colleagues. And indeed, we started a second group for them. Participants recommend it because the RPM experience not only helps them create better value for customers, it was valuable to them as well. To learn more, go to theeverydayinnovator.com RPM and get more information along with scheduling time for us to talk. Now, let's get more insights about product process. The next one I asked you about was Lean Product Innovation. Can you give us a you know, same summary of that and uh, benefits of that as well?
1: So Lean Product Innovation was, uh, had its origins from companies like Toyota where the concept of eradicating waste In in the production process or innovation process was 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 of primary uh, uh, importance. The the other two important factors relating to lean product innovation goes is is about gathering information and knowledge as early as possible. And then and then in the process of doing so, which is is something that stands out from from apart or stands out uh, apart from the other methodologies, is 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 that Wanting to learn and acquire knowledge about what's going on all the time, you know, consistently, and then incorporating it back into the, the process of eradicating waste and improving. Mm-hmm. So constant r- improving, constant knowledge gathering is, is, is really what, what makes this uh, process so, you know, stand
0: out on its own. Yeah, that's very good. So the the focus there is on, as I always think about lean, it's in that context of we're eliminating waste, right? Anything that takes us extra time is not a good use of our resources. We're trying to drive out of the system. And I had the pleasure of visiting a Toyota manufacturing plant in Kentucky. And I have visited a few manufacturers in different contexts. And the thing that stood out to me was just how – exceptionally clean everything was, right? There was nothing on the on the floors, yes. everything was just very, very clean. And that, I think, was in part because they're limiting waste of creating any problems because of clutter anywhere, and exactly yes. what you need is within reach all the time and nothing more. Yes, yes.
1: You know, and, and in in the process of doing so, you, and and because people are involved in the process where they're acquiring knowledge and they, they, it just builds that team role very well as well. And they, they um, a sense of ownership then actually develops. So you don't need this heavy governance in the process, whereas maybe stage eight has more governance because of the, the decision making process. But uh, lean product doesn't, wouldn't have that problem. It's something that becomes ingrained because of the constant learning. So, it's 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 a great, great. But it does take time to embed. It does it require from 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 the, the the team to buy into it. And but it's a fantastic way of managing risk and quality and performance in the long run. And and then the other, other benefit is that it can be scaled. It's 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 easy to
0: scale. Mm-hmm. That's really good. As you talked about the aspect of how it affects kind of the culture, I was surprised at Toyota how many. Of the employees had smiles on their faces as they were working. And I asked the person doing our tour later, who was in a different role before she was our, our tour guide, is do they do that just for the tours, right? Are, are people just smiling because they know we're coming by? She said, no, they're, they're always like that. And yeah. it is that aspect of they are part of the improvement system, right? Their voice does yes. matter. And yes. they're, they're involved in making things better. And the key metrics are very visible, too, right? Yes. The, you yes. know, the yes. signs hang down from, from all the aisles, and they're yes. always tracking the key metrics, and everyone knows where they are.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, that transparency of information and performance as as part of knowledge and, and growth. So, we talk about knowledge sharing, but
0: there's growth that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and really infects the culture. Okay, so that, that's our lean product innovation, mm-hmm. really, with the roots there in the Toyota production system. And then we move on to Agile, and, or Agile, depending where you're from. I, I always say it uh, two different ways. So not sure why. And the benefits of that, and there's a lot of specific Agile processes. We typically anymore see this implemented as Scrum. But tell us a little bit about Agile and its benefits.
1: So in, in, in broad terms, Agile came about mainly from the software development industry. And it's an iterative approach. It's a, it's a quick way of getting certain things done, milestones achieved, and then, and then iteratively checking whether it's working or not. Then we go back into this. The, and this constantly happens throughout the, the life of the product that's being developed. So it was meant to, to, to be done by self-organizing teams. Where they collaborate, they share ideas. They they, they it's you know, they tend to then also develop solutions that you know fail fast, fix fast, that type of thing, and especially also in an environment where things are uh, quite unpredictable. So they don't know what will happen next, and that's why you cannot spend too much time on. On, on on any one phase And so work is broken down Into these uh, what they call sprints So Agile Agile came about when, with, with, with certain priorities in mind And it was all penned down in the Agile manifesto and, and, and it's underpinned by, by certain pillars. One of them is is, is about people working to, the, and they call it the interactions of individuals. So it's, it's about a team of, 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 as I mentioned, self-organizing team, and there are specific roles that the team players have in that, scrum master, product owner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously the product, and very important part of Agile in that context, context relates to the customer being involved. On, and 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 very active in terms of how the the product is being developed, and uh, I think what uh, and that's why agile is called agile is because they can change plans relatively quickly compared to other m- methodologies. You know, so it, it, the, the and the focus is the product. It's it's the design, the development, and and eventually the launch of it. So, agile has so many benefits to it and it does depend on how it's being you know it is applied
0: yeah and i particularly like the the aspect of doing work in in short you know sprints as they're typically called in these iterations because when we do the requirements work up front which is still important even in agile to have a fuller understanding of what we need to accomplish but our understanding of those requirements often is imperfect and it evolves as as well during the project And by doing the work in small, small stages, we're able to uh, accommodate that those changes better and focus on what actually becomes important. Because in the beginning, we often have more requirements than we actually really need, right? We, We kind of figure out which ones are the truly important ones. And then that customer involvement aspect, right? Having the customer involved to really kind of be the judge, are we, are we creating what needs to be created to meet their needs? Yes. The problem with projects
1: is that often upfront front, d- we want to define the what, and we do that fairly well by possibly using something like the product, product innovation charter or some other similar mechanism. But it's often on the journey, it's the how, that we get tripped up. And, and the agile, the, these, these iterations and the way that we approach this work with it, with a team that, uh, you know, these would be experts in their own right, just helps us deal with that, um, uncertainty in terms of the how in, in that journey. So Mm it's, 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 it would come, it would seem to be unstructured to, to some people, you know, in terms of if we talk a how, but for, for, for an agile team, operating in this environment it is definitely something that that flexibility allows them to to get the work the job done and and the focus is on on, on achieving the, the this the, the the minimal viable product for that iteration if I can call it that mm-hmm
0: yeah. And th- you discuss when we when it comes to the chapter from the body of knowledge for the product innovation processes, there are other processes in there, like lean startup is another one that gets chosen. And all of these are important. I, I wanted to just focus on these three, because there's also many times we see aspects of all three of these to some extent in organizations, yes. or maybe more migrations between. You know, at one time maybe we favor StageGate more, and then we move to Agile more, and then maybe we do a hybrid that incorporates both of them. And Lean is generally a presence in there, at least in the concept of we need to eliminate waste.
1: We we have to bear in mind that many some of these. Methodologies. Uh, me, m- some of these approaches are methodologies. For example, Stage is definitely a methodology. The 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 is Lean Startup and and some of the others that we mentioned in the chapter are, are are principles. So, which means that they are useful where they are relevant in terms of the application where, in in whatever scenario. So, I've seen this many times and done it many times where we we actually hybridize for the organization. We take some aspects from some some methodologies, mix it with some other principles of the other principles, and you find you find a working mechanism of 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 innovation and and uh, development, and then eventually the the product that goes to market
0: yeah, I think it's really good When I'm asked which process organization should use, I usually start with the the one that fits your culture, and yes. if, if you're wanting to change your culture, we can talk about what you want to move towards but right now we probably need to start with something that your culture can embrace or adopting is going to be a, a very long journey yes okay once again, thank you for taking us through those. What about recommendations for organizations that do want to improve its innovation process, right? Like, so maybe the, the one, you, you can go anywhere you want with this. The one I encounter probably most frequently is organizations that have been doing stage gate. They feel like it's gotten too rigid and they want to, you know, maybe become more lean might be how they, they term it, right? They, they want to try to somehow speed things up but somehow what do you tell organizations that want to improve their innovation process?
1: So you alluded to one a few moments ago when you said culture. So in my experience, when it came to, it comes to implementing some kind of product uh, innovation development methodology, w- we need to understand what the problem is with the existing one, or maybe there isn't one at all, but let's assume there is one. We need to understand where to, where is it failing, why and how. So, Proper evaluation of what's happening needs to be done first, regardless of what methodology or principles or processes is being followed. and then you alluded to the fact that culture is is absolutely key. We have to bear in mind it's people that ideate, uh, people innovate and people create and the The other very important factor to note is the, is is identify and include all the stakeholders in this journey to realign or fix. Do not leave anyone anybody out. And also do not bring in people that would disrupt it, but add, rather have add value to the process. And I think a, a final one I would uh, probably note is be clear about the roles that everyone has to play in, in the process. Where do, do the accountabilities and the responsibilities you know where do we delineate these i found that that has been been a challenge in, in the past so be clear about the roles be clear about the product itself what are, what are, what is this all about? You know, eventually. So we have to remember that any, any methodology or process is just a means to an end. The end remains the goal and the most important. We can have the sexiest methodology, but not ever achieve the outcomes that we, we, we're aiming for. And uh, so it's to do what's appropriate as well and relevant and what everybody actually can contribute to who are involved. They need to contribute and, and successfully design and develop and, and embrace it. And it needs to be then tested as well. You know, give it give it some time, give it six months and, and check it again. Do not assume that that that, that new methodology or those new practices are, are you know are the silver bullet that you were hoping for. So mm-hmm. those, those are just
0: some, some some things I've learned over the years. Yeah, that's very good. Lots of important insights there. We need, we need to expect that it will take time for a new process to really take hold. Maybe we focus on one project in the beginning and put our energy on that. And that the, as you said, the, the end is the actual goal, right? We're regardless of the process and many processes will get us there. The the end is a product that really creates value for the customer and for the organization and I was helping an organization last year through some of this, and we got done with that work. And I asked them, so, so what was the key takeaway of all this? How, how did this actually make a difference? And the main person I was working with said, you know, Chad, we used to start all of our discussions in terms of engineering specifications. Now we start all of our, our conversations with what is important to the customer. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that was an important change, right? So that's the end goal. Thank you so much for sharing uh, those recommendations with us.
1: So just to add to that is we have to bear in mind that since the publication, we started writing the publication to where we are now and how it's progressed from, from the first edition that uh, the, the market has so radically changed. I, I'm, I'm very involved in the digitalization environment and, and the industrial internet of things. It's, it's changes so, so fast. And we use the word exponential yesterday yesterday in in a webinar the word accelerate now means something different to what it meant 6 months ago why because we've we've we're facing a pandemic at the moment mm. worldwide it's changed the game so we, th- we we were grappling with issues before the game we went and now we actually really have to to talk differently and especially in the context of things like IoT and so on these methodologies are so so important because they become that foundation from which we can change and adapt and figure out how do we go forward with these with these good tools.
0: Yeah, the factors that we're dealing with now are very different than the factors a decade ago. And it changes all the time. And we have to account for that. Okay, very good. As listeners know, I love innovation quotes, I asked you to bring one and tell us what that means to you.
1: Chad, I, 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 I have many quotes that I like, but I thought I'd share this one because it's so relevant to, to the topic we're discussing. And it, 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 it's one that I picked up in, in, in an IEEE publication where it said that the most important invention Thomas Edison gave us was not an invention at all. It was a process of invention, the codification of the discrete steps to take a raw idea to a commercial product and it alludes to the fact well it relates to the fact of of what i shared earlier on when we talk about the what and the how we we, so, we often just disregard the how we don't think it through we just jump in because we have a goal and we we want to achieve it and we just don't take that time enough to think of how will we get there you know never no, nobody gets up in the morning and says i'm Going on this long journey, and I won't plan plan at least some of it. So, the, the 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 issue here is that we as humans tend to to take this for granted. We 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 get fixated and enamored with 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 ideas and and potential products. We get excited about these things, and 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 we typically also want instant success. Companies want that. We they need that. We want to deliver these things these solutions fast. So that's why I just thought I'd I'd share this this uh, quote.
0: Yeah, it's a great perspective on Thomas Edison, right? The process of invention, and the steps that that takes to go from a new idea to commercializing something. And especially if it's uh, new, new, right? If it's something new to the world, like a light bulb, it's challenging to figure out how you get there, and it takes time to accomplish that.
1: You know, it, it requires from us to 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 apply some careful thinking, to do some painstaking experimentation if we need mm-hmm. to. Often we have to go through several iterations before we 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 get to what we want. It takes effort, and 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 one that I noted especially was that it puts us in this place where we go against the stream, the 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 current way of designing or thinking processes, and and to just to eventually achieve what, what, we, what we aim to achieve and, and successfully.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that quote with us and for the other information. And thank you for your contributions to the PDMA body of knowledge. Jean-Jacques, if people want to find out about the work that you do, connect with you, how can they do that?
1: So I'm on LinkedIn at jvaraga1, or they just simply just put my name in Jean-Jacques Varaga into the search box and uh, it will pop up with my profile. And yes, message me from there.
0: And I will make sure the link to that is in the show notes to make that easy for everyone to get to. And once again, thank you for your time, Jean-Jacques. Thank you, Chad. Thanks again for listening to The Everyday Innovator, where product leaders and managers become product masters, gaining practical knowledge, influence, and confidence so that you can create those products that customers love. You'll find a written summary of the processes that Jean Jack shared with us, along with the one-page action guide to help you take action now on those concepts, on those processes, at theeverydayinnovator.com slash 313. I hope you check it out. Keep innovating. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Innovator, which teaches product managers to become product masters. For more resources, please visit theeverydayinnovator.com.